Hi, this is Susan Massing. Rachel Mason. Kate Duffy. And you're listening to Improv Nerd. With the Playboys. That's improv, bitch. Improv, bitch. I mean, after all, you're nerds. Improv. Nerds. Improv. Nerds. Improv. Nerds. Welcome, I'm Jimmy Corain, and this is Improv Nerd, the podcast where we get up close and personal with some of improv's biggest icons. You're going to love this show. I love these women. Uh, They are the Playboys. They're made up of Rachel Mason, Kate Duffy, and Susan Messing. And we sat down and talked to them about playing the opposite sex, their comedy influences, and going blue. Hi, everybody. Susan. Yes. Oh, God. Susan Messing. Yes. Who was an easier laugh in your house, your mother or your father? To make them laugh? To make them laugh. My father. No, my mother. My mother. Because she had no sense of humor, but she appreciated one. Okay. It's like my, it's my soon-to-be mother-in-law. She doesn't have a sense of humor at all. Oh, not at all? Can you not, crack us? You get nothing from her? No, you get a, a smirk. What do you get, Lauren? Smirk? A smirk. A smirk. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Rachel. Yes. Rachel Mason, who was your comedy influence? Uh... I could probably narrow it down to the Muppet Show uh, and uh, Pink Panther movies, maybe. No actual people. Uh, Carol, <laughs> Carol Burnett, for okay. sure, and my grandfather, Ignacio de Filia. He was Italian. Yes. Okay, so everybody thinks you're Jewish like yes. everyone thinks I'm yes. Jewish. You know. Yes. Uh, is there any advantage to that? To be, to, yes, you get lots of holidays off that you otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Duffy, yes. in high school and grade school, what did you think was funny? What made you laugh? <laughs> what, they know it and you don't? Uh, do, I have a 13-year-old boy sense of humor, uh-huh. and it hasn't really matured <laughs> at all. So, uh, you know, basic uh, Pratt Folly type things of uh, poop. <laughs> I knew she was gonna say poop. I just she, thought it's a second. Uh, yeah, but I will never admit it. But yeah, it makes it. You just did it. Yes. It's amazing knowing, knowing you three that you all found yourself. Like, is poop the thing that brings you together? No. <laughs> What's the thing that brings you together? What's the commonality? Boners. <laughs> Definitely boners. Boners. Um, how did you guys, Susan? How did you guys all meet? Because you're different generations of improvisation. Yeah, but they all end up in the same melting pot. You know that. I mean, everybody's a different generation, and they all end up together, don't they? I mean, isn't that the way that we hope that it is, ultimately? What do you, since we've been around for a long time, what do you enjoy playing with people that are a generation, you know, after and stuff like that? They're here. I love them. I just, they're, they're, they're my friends. I love them so much. I would play with them on and off stage any day of the week. They're just so much fun to play with. So. And is that Rachel, is that you know like chemistry is such a hard thing? How is, how are you guys off stage versus on stage? Do you like each other? Jo- for sure, uh-huh. we are for sure very good friends. Very we, very good friends. Um, every Tuesday night there used to be this thing called girl party at Susan's house where like our best girlfriends would hang out. And one night we're like, hey, let's. Susan was like, let's all do messing with a friend. Uh-huh. All of this, these girls at girl party, and only four of us actually had a good time. So the four of us who had a good time, which was the three of us plus Emily Candini, formed a group called Children of a Lesser God. 
And then when we lost Emily to L.A., we wanted to keep the band together, so we reformed as the Playboys. Okay, but you didn't, you couldn't use the same name because Emily, there was legal stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Emily is a shark. Let's be honest. She is super litigious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, you play a lot of men on stage. I do. Yes. Um, what? Why do you do that? I mean, <laughs> stop it. She said she's a 14-year-old boy. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I grew up at an all-boys boarding school. I uh-huh. have 40 guys that lived in my house my whole life. Mm-hmm. I have a dad that's a like real coach-type guy, and I think I just had... I'm super comfortable around guys, and I tend to trend towards ladies that have a lot of like dude in them. <laughs> so I don't, I don't mean like they're dudes like that, but I mean just like... They're not like what, Kate? It's like this. I trend to that. Which is what opening your legs up yeah. like that and showing. That's how I start every seat as a guy. Now, is, how, what is the, is that the, one of the secrets on playing men? Can you share us right now? Uh, I don't you know. you start like this. Is that usually Mason and I seriously totally. start like this? Uh, okay, so and you I put in and you smirk. <laughs> Do you imagine you have genitalia down there, or is there any... There's always junk. Always. There's always junk. Always junk. And that just... You, you have a whole game of just adjusting your junk. Yeah, we got a lot of big... We got big boners. <laughs> very rarely have we had tiny dicks. Very rarely. In our minds, when we're men, we're very well adapted. Right. <laughs> I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Now, what suggestions... Can you help me? Because I always feel very self-conscious when I have to play the opposite sex, like play a, a woman. Do you, what, what is the secret of that, you think? I, I mean, teach, what, I tell yeah. my, what I tell my students is, is that I can play a guy named Steve who just happens to talk like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you could just play somebody named Evelyn who looks and moves and sounds like you, and I call you Evelyn, and you have to do nothing to change your physicality. The audience will make that leap for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people who hates when a guy does this. Like, there are three women sitting here. None of us have done that. Right? No. The whole time we're sitting up here, like, this is the internet. Which is just Yeah, but wait a minute, though. Every woman. guy is saying, you don't just sit there showing your junk either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I think we play, we play all, like, our. Our Father's Day show, where we played only men. Yeah. I think we played all kinds of men, not we just did. junk adjusters. We played like well-adjusted dads. Well-adjusted too. junk None adjusters. Of those guys were well-adjusted. Those guys were so dysfunctional. That show was not a tribute to men. No. <laughs> we called it our Father's Day show. It was creepy. Yeah. You know what? I got to tell you, just interviewing guys. There's, I want to play along with you guys. I want to. I want to jump into all the sex stuff, but I, I'm pulling myself back. I really am. Um, there's a raunchiness about it when you guys play. Uh, we were just discussing that. I, I would rather say fearlessness. Oh, good one. <laughs> that implies integrity. <laughs> what is the raunchiest thing you guys have ever done on stage? Oh, Jesus. Sorry, you hear a stage manager laughing. <laughs> Jay is in the audience. Jay, what is the raunchiest thing you've seen these you've seen guys do? so much, Jay. I used an audience's hand, hands, an audience member's hands. Oh, to give me a mammogram. To give Susan a mammogram. Oh, like, yeah. I grabbed a guy's hands and made him the mammogram machine. <laughs> he saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard from a, a student of mine, he brought into class once, he said... Is he Susan, suing us? 
<laughs> we're getting this recorded, and then we're the lo- uh, Jerry. Make sure J- Jerry's our lawyer here, and he's going to take care of it. Um, that you on stage and messing with a friend actually had intercourse, improvised intercourse. Is is twice? Well, I only remember twice. Okay. <laughs> once, once with Steve Waltine, but we were born again Christians. He was slamming me against the wall. It was awesome because he picked me up, and he's so skinny, so I was impressed. Right. Um, and the other time that was with Scott Atsit on top of three customers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then we did our uh, bachelorette party oh. where I had to get you out of the audience. Mm-hmm. What did I, yeah, what did I do? We oh, were, did I fuck someone? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just impaled on them. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything, but I was impaled yeah. on them. Now, what, Kate, what do you tell... Mind, mind. Mind, sure. Kate, what do you tell students that are going like, oh, you guys are incredibly raunchy, or you, you, you know, you're doing the sex stuff. What do you do to, to... What do you tell them about stuff like that? I tell my students never go blue <laughs> in this building. Yeah, but that—that's yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah, you were yeah. saying that you feel like you're like hidden away, or what were you saying? No, nobody sees us in the demand. So that's what you, that's how you pronounce it. Demand, demand. No one sees us. Well, actually, there's 52. What? 52 seats, Jay? Yeah. 52 seats, and once a month. So we feel like we were sliding in, doing whatever we want, and then yeah. slithering out. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually tell my students, come and see us break every rule I tell you not to. Because we know why to break them. You're not just breaking them to go blue. Like, we're going blue in service of a bigger thing in the scene. I think. Sure. Like, sometimes, oh, and even intended. if that thing is just to make us happy, you know, <laughs> right. that's, I think that's important. It tickles Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, though, because it's about you have to learn them in order to know when to put them aside. And I always love the way Susan talks about it, which is the rules are really just table manners. So you know, you know, you eat differently with your parents than you do... <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> At least I do. I would like to see you guys eat. That, when we have you back, we'll have you just eat. Because I'd yeah. like to see I'm them. really good at I it. I just think there's suggestions that might get you off faster. That's what rules are. Mm-hmm. Now, Rachel, you said something backstage about somebody came to you and said, we, do, we saw how a three-person scene should be done. Do you want to share that? The student comes up to me and is like, I think everyone who is auditioning for the conservatory needs to see you guys because that's what you do. That's what a three-person scene is. That's what you should do in an audition. I kind of grabbed the kid by the face and was like, no! <laughs> Never! Never do what we do for an audition in this building. Ever! This is a terrible mistake. Was that a, was that a guy or a yeah, girl? A guy. Okay, great. <laughs> um, there's this sexual component to yours. I am. I'm. I'm. Why, why do you do? Because you're all very attractive. And there's. Oh. A, you, it's, no, it's true. <laughs> you know what I prepared? You know what I did? You know what I prepared? How I prepared this? I had sex before I came. Uh, uh, who is the most sexual on stage? They're all looking at you. They're looking at you for the answer. I think we probably it rotates. I think one night one of us could fill that void. Yeah, any of us sure. any of us could become humpy. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Who is the most humpy off stage? Susan. Yeah. Really? You yep. think I'm humpy? Yes. Which surprises me. You kiss on the mouth. I know. I can tell you I have a cold sore and AIDS and a cold and you would still kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I also our warm up is to all touch, touch boobs. boobs. Yeah, I, I heard about this. Tell, share us with how, what is your warm up? Well, we get in a 
Like a little trio, triangle, triangle, we all touch boobs. And then we kiss on the mouth. And then we kiss on the mouth. Okay. It's like some thumbs up. By the way, I have to be in a super awkward position because I'm four feet taller than both of us. It's like some thumbs up. It's like some thumbs up, right? So, Jimmy, you you were like, because you're all very attractive women, like... I, and I said this to you backstage. Like, would we be having this conversation if we were men? Like, if this was three no, dudes, we'd no, be we would not. Out on being dirty no, or yeah. no. Okay. Jay came backstage, uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. and we had this discussion. And you said to Jay, "What did you say I to?" I said, "Jay, you said, do we have a reputation for being yeah ra- raunchy?" And Jay, what did you say? I think Jay said we have a reputation as being hard to follow and I don't think he means like our improv is hard to follow but that we just kind of like it's very smart though (laughs) (laughs) so I get it if you don't get it (laughs) but he was also making this point that people try to emulate what you guys do oh no yeah some little you know kids go back to class and try it on, which is fine, and then they learn why it doesn't work yet. And they'll because get... it's a lawsuit is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they'll get better at it later. I remember watching Amy and Rachel and Tina and being like, oh, that thing she did, I'm going to bring it back to class. And I couldn't do it because I'm not them. But it, I learned from that until I got my own voice. Yeah, you know what always used to bother me is the movie. Do you remember this movie that there was a the, where it cut to... And the scene painting. Oh, the movie. I hate yes. the movie. I yes. hate the movie. Yes. And I, I didn't like when that started to, to seep into long form. Yeah, that's like there's a poster on the wall yes. that says right. go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. I've got a t shirt that says I'm with stupid. And yeah. then they'd get right. a laugh and it wouldn't help anybody. You know right. why I think I, I don't like I that either. And I think it. it's because it goes against what I love about improv, which is the show me, don't tell me. I would much rather mm-hmm. see interesting people having interesting moments than people standing around telling me what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, I would rather discover it in the course of, you know, a person in a world and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So if there is a black-white poster of, you know, of a couple having sex in the 70s, then, <laughs> then let's enjoy it and use it as part of this as opposed to, it's there, fuck off. You know? Right. I always found it intrusive, and I, was just, I would get, like, it's judgmental. Announcing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's announcing. It's not discovering. Mm-hmm. No. 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 We're about discovering, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be really fun playing with you guys. Thanks. Do you always agree like this? Uh, uh, what makes, yeah. um, Kate, what makes a supportive group? You guys are very supportive. I heard you say yes to everything. What makes a supportive group? I don't know. I think maybe it's what I'm, um, why I'm drawn to Susan and Rachel offstage as well, is just this sort of joyful, um, inquisitive minds, just like we... When we were together, it's like little kids. Everything's, we're, I don't know. tickled. Don't, yeah, we're tickled by things. And I think that's what also makes us friends. And I think that's what makes we us have chemistry on stage, too. Just, yeah, I want to do that. What are you doing? Let's do that. Now, do you ever have an issue with somebody? On this group? Yeah, in this group. Mm-mm. What about notes? Do you give notes afterwards? Mm-hmm. Not really. We yeah. don't even warm up before, usually. What about the booby thing you talked about? That's, that's our that's warm-up. It. Okay. That's it. Boots, <laughs> touch, kiss on the mouth. That's it. Like, none, no group might, like, nothing, like, we're just, we're, we know we're already in it. Susan, you have a child. Rachel, you have a child. Mm-hmm. How Rachel are you? <laughs> 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 I know you're trying, Kate. <laughs> Different. No. <laughs> How has your improv changed since you had 
children. I just try to hide the DVDs. <laughs> What of the show? Yeah, I'll buy the okay. show. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Rachel? I sort of had like a profound improv realization. It's super nerdy. Oh. Um, one day, my kid had like three blocks in a car, and I just sat down to play with him. And then all of a sudden, it was four hours later. So all of a sudden, like the concept of play, like just sitting and playing with what you got, all of a sudden meant something new to me. To just play. I don't, I, I don't know how to verbalize it better than that, but I have a newfound respect for playtime. And you don't have to give them much for Christmas, it sounds like. <laughs> I babysit for Augie Grande. Which is and Paul and Sue's kids. And both I'll, improvisers. Both improvisers. Every once in a while, I babysit for him, and we really play as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm bringing. <laughs> Week we were with the superhero squad. <laughs> It's good. Yeah. That's nice. Um, <laughs> do you have groupies? We have a handful of people who are, we can, are very supportive. Are very supportive. I would call them probably groupies. be okay. at our show. Okay, but, but I would I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that they're groupies. Yeah. but uh, like Dana and Julia, remember that years ago, yeah. they a lot, lot of men would come to their show and stuff like that. Do you feel like this is? I don't think it's spillover from the main stage audience that we <laughs> in, but I think people who are there did did wander in. Okay. Yeah, I think it's students and people who know what's going on. I, I don't know that we're getting like starstruck groupies. Okay, well, we'll work on that for 2012. <laughs> um, so let's improvise. Okay. Are we ready? Sure. Now, I want to just, here's, here's my concern. Okay, <laughs> how am I going to fit in? Because we had Cook County Social. Because you're an integral part of a whole. That's why. Okay. It's but, four person. All right. We had Cook County Social. These guys are great. They're really fast and stuff like that. Well, but I felt like it was like a runaway train. And I, 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 I talked at the beginning of the show. I felt so suicidal after. I felt like, what am I doing in comedy? You know? They're sharp. You know, they're witty, they're quick, and stuff like that. Shh, so how do I join your group? Shh, baby, you just join in. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Messing, you are so sexual. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Kate, are you dating anyone? I am. Okay, and how's that going? I want to include you in that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I've left you out with the, with the kids and stuff like that. How's that going? It's going really well. Thank you for asking. Does he come to the shows? Is he an improviser? He is. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna play with us tomorrow. He's gonna play. Yeah, he's. He's with the our special guest. He's our man. But we don't want to. We don't want to give his name away. No, it's Jim Carlson. Okay, Jim Carlson. Okay. Yeah. Great. Has a. Is this the first time a man's played with you guys? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not too sexy. Am I sexual? You're very sexual, Susan. I am. As long as I've known you, you are sexual. I thought I was you, sexual. You're both of those. Oh, thank you. Wait, sexual to what? I'm sexual, apparently. Well, Or sensual. Oh, sensual. Thank you. Wouldn't you, you, you would deny that? I mean, since we started at I.O., you always... I don't hump everything. Would you say that you've humped a, a fair amount in the improv community? I've been doing this for 25 years. Sometimes you hump. Okay. <laughs> But you, you... Jimmy, Jimmy. Is this making you uncomfortable or not? Or do you like it? It seems like you like it. 
I can't believe I'm making the Playboys blush. <laughs> you are. Why are you blushing? I don't honestly? know. I just didn't know I was so humpy. I think he wants you to be humpy. Oh. That's why I'm blushing. <laughs> and, and you'd like to watch? I mean, what? What is? What, 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 why are you blushing? Stop flirting with Susan. Okay. <laughs> Michael McCarthy, yes. your new boyfriend, yes. an improviser. Yes, thank you. He's wonderful. He's fabulous. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing. Do you guys approve of this? Oh, my God. We, we are the that. reason why. Yeah, tell us about how'd you do that. <laughs> We've made that story up. They made that story up that, they, that they're responsible for the whole thing. But Michael McCarthy was uh, Second City years ago. Mm-hmm. And how did you guys re- re-meet or... At Rachel's house at a party. <laughs> I brought no. Michael. No, really. I've, I've known him 25 years, and so just something happened. You know what I find fascinating about you, Susan? You're so, you're so, you're, you, you can talk about the sex stuff, but when you get a little too close, you kind of back off. Do I? Yes. Fuck, let's talk more about sex. Come on, bring it on. Bring it. No, but I mean, what? Jimmy Durant just Terminator scanned you. Did What's Terminator scanning? You just like go through that little eye. Oh my god, I'm not going to be able to keep up with your references. I'm going to just tell you right that now. Was, that was high reference. That was high reference. <laughs> Rachel's the one who has the pop culture references. Okay. That's what She's I've been also told. Shakespearean. A little. Yeah. Do you? I, okay, my, my degree is in Shakespearean. Is that going to spill out tonight? Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so uh, with the light, uh, the lights will go down. We'll improvise. You want me to move this for you? Well, no, uh, Harrison, are you going to move this? <laughs> this? This is you. You know what? We're, we're, it's all about process here. So they've got to move their chairs back. I got to move my chairs back when we go into the dark, and I will cue uh, Carrie when when that happens. All right, and then the lights will come up, and we'll take a suggestion. Is that how you guys Sounds start? Great. Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Carrie, we're ready to improvise. for a little while with Mr. Jimmy Corrine, ladies and gentlemen. I know, isn't that exciting? Uh, and all we need is a suggestion to begin. Anything. Caterpillar. I heard Caterpillar. Thank you so much. Miss McGarvey? Yeah, Miss McGarvey. Miss McGarvey. Miss McGarvey. Miss McGarvey. Miss McGarvey. All right, quiet, class, class. Does everyone have their field kits ready for this field trip? I dislike you. <laughs> Patrice, I don't have my field kit ready. I don't have my Jonathan. I don't have my field kit ready either. No. We are going on a field trip to the Peggy Nobart Nature Museum. Okay, now Peggy I can't Nobart. go in the butterfly room. No. The short bus, the short <laughs> bus, is coming to pick us up in about 20 minutes. Miss right? McGarvey, yes. my mother wanted to know why it costs money to go see nature. We can just go outside. 
Well, the Peggy Nobarth Nature Museum has a wide selection of pupae that we can see that not normally be seen outside of our Now listen, your mother, your mother told me that you needed to touch, so I'm letting you. I can't believe he came all the way from Topeka to uh, <laughs> come to such a debacle today. Yeah. So if uh, nobody minds, I'm going to have a little scotch. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's in the bottom drawer of my desk. I know. I, uh, I, I'm going to apologize right out of the gate here. I, uh, go I, ahead. Go ahead. I thought the PowerPoint was uh, was ready to go. That was my bad. Yeah. Uh, I kept saying, next slide. and no, it just didn't show up. And, yeah. and I, I, I made uh, transitions and everything. <laughs> and, and I was the one who did the flyer that said this event was tomorrow. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real clusterfuck. Yeah. See, well, yeah. this is a problem because I just couldn't stop talking about my goddamn divorce, and I'm really sorry about it. Just kind of, it's on my brain. You know? In fairness, it's a bad one. It's it a is. bad it divorce. When you said you were going to lead with an antidote, I didn't think it was going to happen. <laughs> I just come back from group therapy, and I didn't have a chance to talk. Everybody was talking about their own problems, and just felt like I had an audience. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, because uh, I've been in this business a long time. Using the C word is not an icebreaker. No. Uh, disagree. Disagree. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, maybe we could uh, all agree to forget this day ever happened. In I'd like to do a do-over. Yeah, I do, do that over. with my kid all the, the time. The flyer said, said tomorrow. We got tomorrow. <laughs> You got a good point there. What's that song where they say we only have tomorrow? What? Uh, That's a Sammy Kahn song. It was from a musical. Deep cut. Deep nice. cut was the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow and tomorrow. Yeah. I like this idea. Why don't we just show up tomorrow and pretend like this didn't even happen? I like that. I like to just like if I could vaporize right now, I'd do it. I would just do That's that. That's not to get out of child support? Hey. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going back to jail. I'm not going back to jail. Well, if you're going to go back to jail, don't use it as an icebreaker. You guys, I'm going to wear the same suit tomorrow, so if everyone could just not I'll say pretend anything. I didn't see it. I didn't even see it. It's fine. You got a little uh, smudge on your tie there, a little uh, oh. like a mayonnaise or something. God, look at that. I right. get rid of it. It looks like jizz. You don't want to go into a meeting and people sure that jizz on your tie. Oh my God! Can you imagine if I had jizz on my tie this whole meeting? That'd be embarrassing. Yeah. That'd be so embarrassing. Is yeah. it? Is it jizz? It's, is it? It'd be like my ex-wife. You know, jizz everywhere. <laughs> you really need to know to work on your anger because you, you're really not letting it out when you kick that chair. You need to kick a little harder. Chairs are expensive. We can't afford it. 
I just want you guys to know I did not <laughs> masturbate before this meeting. <laughs> Okay. What is your sister doing? There's no physical possible way she can crawl back to the You are doing this for attention, aren't you? She's the reason why everybody at school hates us. Yeah. That's not true. It is true. You're the weak, weird triplet. In other cultures, you would have been buried in a wall. <laughs> Signature on it anymore. You know? <laughs> look at me! Look at me!
I do need a bone. <laughs> if my nighty rides up, that's okay. <laughs> I, I've given her a sedative, but she seems to have fighting it off. She's not, she's not, Give her more. Okay. More and more. Oh, Mrs. Astor, you yes. had a Brazilian. Yes. 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 yes, I did. Thank you. Okay, uh, there's not much left to, to, for the needle marks and stuff like that. Where, where would you like it? Wheel of Fortune me. What <laughs> the hell does that mean? <laughs> Is everybody getting in the van? Yeah, let's get in the van. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we gonna listen to this? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> I don't think this is appropriate music to be playing to going to a funeral. I don't think Jordan would have wanted this. No. He was killed by all those rave kids. <laughs> you all ready for this? <laughs> this is ironic. You're getting <laughs> You two are getting forgot. You're getting high. This is Jordan never got hot. Here, give me a little context. George just got caught. You are not smoking marijuana. Oh, for God's sake. If I blow it in your ear. Oh, pass me the pipe. <laughs> Jesus. I haven't done this since the 70s. When we did it, it was called hashish. <laughs> Is there a blowhole or a side thing? Just, or? It's, a, it's called a one-hitter. A one-hitter? Yes. Just stick your mouth on it to like you're sucking it off the, the pipe of an exhaust. Oh, you just say, we're going I, to a funeral. Well, Honestly. I just went, you're eating snacks? Oh, for God's sakes. I'm not going to get high from this. Are you giving it to me? Yes, I'm giving it okay. to you. You want me to drive? What did you just throw out? What the hell? Jordan's dead. Grab some food and come back. 
<laughs> Why are we going to a McDonald's? There's a huge line at the funeral home. That's because Jordan was popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's a trash. <laughs> Do you need to go back into the bathroom? Yeah, you should go back to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. I mean, I know, somebody it's... has to, like, it's like you can't hold his hair. I mean, like, I know that. <laughs> especially in a situation like that. I mean, I've been naked sobbing on a coal tile floor from a bad poo, too. Everybody, everybody's gone through it. So if you want to, like, Sorry, I'm sorry. And you really feel alone. So when you can help, it's nice. Don't, what, what? Sorry. Okay. I was the wrong person to call right now. <laughs> I've, 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 I made the three bean chili, you know. <laughs> Denise is my friend, okay, so. Hey, Nick, I'm sorry. Nick, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just go. No, well, no. If, but I'm afraid on the way home. You're right. I don't want to take any chances. Right. You're right. <laughs> you should stay. wait it out. <laughs> I mean, it'd be one thing if there was more than one bathroom. It's just... I, I put in another roll of toilet paper. Thank you. I appreciate that. And some wipes. Okay, great. I appreciate that. Baby, baby wipes. This is one of those days where it just... He's already feels so emasculated yes. as it is. You know? It's like, how are you gonna, you know, let's not make it worse. Yeah. Well, I, I, I actually, I put the fuzzy toilet cover on the seat. And I put a Playboy in there. Okay, now you're just being condescending. Yeah. You're, acting like, you're acting like he's giving sperm or something. He's not, you don't put a Playboy I, in there. I can talk for myself. Okay, Nick. Yes. <laughs> you want a Playboy in there? No. Who okay. like to read Playboy in the bathroom? I like to read Playboy in the bathroom. Get the joke of the day, 20 questions with. <laughs> Jeez, you know Playboy. Like, I breathe, I'm a human. <laughs> also, there's the naked ladies. In <laughs> and I am a big, fat lesbian. <laughs> I, I, really, I, really think go. I think we should go too. Do you think you'll be okay in the car? I'm I don't not think so you'll sure. Be okay. I'm not so sure. Okay, it's in the car. 40 minutes. At least. I, I once heard a story about a guy who uh, go to the bathroom so bad in traffic, he just hung his ass out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that is a, that's a wives' tale. That's a myth. It's like it wouldn't be a wives' tale. It would be an urban legend. Okay, it's an urban legend. You know, it's an urban legend. Okay. You can stay here. I don't mind you staying here until whatever runs its course. I'm totally fine. These are your best friends from high school. <laughs> yes, they're my best friends from high school. Whatever. Did you just see what she did? Yeah. I told you, she was the only girl I had sex with, you know, who was a girl, you know. That's the woman you had sex with? How many times do I say that? I didn't know it was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we had this conversation before, actually. 
It's deja vu, isn't it? Is, it without the shits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, now you're taking their... Now, now I'm not taking a side. We've just had this conversation before. Sometimes I don't think you listen. I don't yeah. listen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what you were... When we first met, you were you loved it that I didn't listen to you. And now you want me to listen well, what do you, to you. When, when did I ever love that you didn't listen to when, me? With our first date. I talked all about myself. And you're like, you didn't ask me one question. And I'm like, you love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I am a lesbian. <laughs> and uh, Nan says that you're not in a relationship. You have a hard time. Yeah. No. Kind of love them or leave them. Yeah. Kind of dating. Thank you. That feels great. Dating. Seeing if I can turn them. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't worked on me yet, but I'm willing to let her keep trying. <laughs> I was saying to her, I was saying to Nan the other day, I said, I don't think you're a real lesbian. What? No. I think you just do it for the environment. <laughs> the environment. Yeah, you're one of those. Birkenstocks and Indigo Girls is not something you choose. <laughs> you're born. You do it because <laughs> you do it because it's green. That's lesbianism is it's green. green. Yes. <laughs> I see the link. I'm with you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't see it. Tell me. <laughs> well, lesbians typically wear like things made out of hemp, which is natural fibers. <laughs> <laughs> a dick is too much work. What? <laughs> you, my friend, need to be better better acquainted with a pussy. <laughs> That's what I've said many times. <laughs> the pitcher of water fell. You guys, we got really wet up here. <laughs> and for the record, vaginas are much more work than people. Okay, so how did you guys feel about that? I, I want fun. I had fun. I, too. I wish we'd we could had, go on. We yeah. had 20 yeah. more minutes. Okay. Because yeah. things would come around. I, I love think. playing with you. you I, I was really fun. <laughs> and I only, I said, I, I felt... I guess I felt a little at the last scene. I felt a little self-conscious saying "dick" and the lesbian stuff. You guys don't have a problem with that. No. Okay. How do you get over that? <laughs> I don't know. Is it well, I think that we play horror. We play some despicable people sometimes yeah. on stage, but it's mm. not us. It's, we're not speaking the way we think. Our on-stage integrity and off-stage integrity are night and day. Yeah, okay. I don't think that somebody thinks I'm an asshole because I play an asshole on stage. I don't crawl back into my mother's vagina. <laughs> um, we're going to take some questions from the audience about what we just did. Oh, dear. Hopefully there's students in there and we, we, we can all experience some shame. Okay, uh, we're turning the lights. Uh, questions for, for the Playboys. No questions at all? disturbed. <laughs> yes, right over there. I see a question. Hey. Um, Lover. I was wondering, um, what, uh, what happens when you have a bad collaboration? Um, how do you deal with that? Oh, was that <laughs> an assumption? <laughs> oh, a bad collaboration? You mean like a bad show? Like, um, like with a castmate or a teacher or a student. Um, you know what, maybe everything's a learning possibility. And you know what, this is a thing, that person who you hate 
or just can't seem to gel with is not the worst person you're ever going to deal with. So I always figure out that there's always a solution and maybe I just haven't figured it out yet. I never give up on that. I never give up. There's like one person in the last seven years, Rachel, we did that show. <laughs> and yes. uh, I still want to figure out how to work with him right. even though he was like the worst. A mess. Can't uh-huh. someone just be a jerk and not, not cut out for playing with others? Sure. Sure. But it's on you. It's on, Your reaction is the thing that you control to them. So if you're like, fuck it. I, I like even though they're being an asshole, I'm going to be like, "Hooray, they're being great to me." Then you've sort of diminished the problem. Yeah, yeah. If if, if you kind of put the onus on yourself, if I don't have fun, I'm the asshole. Then then your job then is to figure out a, a a good way to deal with it. You know, sometimes you put together like we choose to be together, but a lot of times when you're hired for stuff, you have to work with that person and. You just kind of have to make it work, right? Yeah. And I also think, too, direct conversations, because a lot of times we let things fester, and the other person doesn't even know their behavior or, or what they're doing is impacting us. Mm-hmm. So I think that the sooner you can have a direct conversation with somebody about how you're feeling always makes it more productive. What about, what? but I mean, do you go to your director or you go to that person? Well, I, I was thinking that when I first started on a team of NIO, I, I was having a problem with somebody on my team and it was somebody who ended up being an amazing friend of mine and a great teammate, but I, I don't even think that, it, it might have been just my insecurities at the time too, but we had a really productive conversation that didn't involve the director, but I'm sure that there is... So wh- how did you approach it? You say, I'm, you know, you, you, I experienced you as being... I just said, I, I said to her, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of judgment coming from you and it hurts my feelings. Oh. That is really good. And that is really happy, Claire. Yeah, that's all, I, that's all I said, and she was actually pretty shocked that because she didn't wasn't feeling judgment. And she said that really, if it was judgment, it was more about her judging herself, and it was coming out in any other way. That from that moment on, we found a way to understand each other and work together. But I, that required for me to have a direct conversation. Now, this is going to be totally chauvinistic. Do you think two guys could ever have that conversation in improv? I think it's possible, okay. but I don't know if it's probable. Okay. <laughs> um, more questions for the Playboys. Yes? Um, when it comes to how do you get out of your head whenever you're making a, because uh, you guys make a lot of old or brave initiations whenever you start a scene, whenever you're editing. I mean, I can speak for myself, and I certainly think a lot of uh, improvisers, you know, just get stuck in your head. Yeah, I, I got a thing for it. If I'm in my head, I'm not with my friend. So anytime I go, oh, I hate myself. I wish I were never born. I wish I was doing anything but playing cards right now. Kill me, fuck me, whatever. Um, I turn down that dial and then I recommit. Like I, I either answer it like, why the fuck am I playing cards? I throw it out there and then so everybody can eat it. Or I go back to being in the moment, which means smell it, touch it, taste it, feel it, and fuck it. And if you're so busy doing that, you don't have time to hate yourself because you're just too busy. Do you know what I'm saying? So because this... Taking care of self rocks, that's good selfish. Being in your head, if you start thinking of it, I can't be there because now I'm not with Rachel or not with Kate, then I gotta put myself back out. I sort of had this late in life mature improviser epiphany that like this pressure you put on yourself to constantly say constantly say clever and interesting things is really a fool's errand. Because what we are doing is already clever and interesting. <clears throat> So it's like gilding a lily. So you know what I said to you in class. Like if you're listening to your own inner monologue, 
you're not listening to your scene partners. So the quickest way to get out of your head is to go, why did they just say that thing they just said to me, and how do I feel about it? Go and, and literally emotionally respond. That's how I get back into a scene when all of a sudden my inner monologue is going, this could happen and this could happen, because it, another person has a say in that. Well, the only way to be funnier, I mean, see, everybody we know is clever, right? I mean, everybody we know. So the only way to heighten funny is to be funnier. So if you start looking for the funny, good luck with that, especially yeah. because the audience is really getting off more on specificity than funny specificity. Mm-hmm. I mean, laughs are, you know, it's a, that's a meal of Ritz crackers. You'll get full, but you'll be pissed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'll be like, oh. I think that, too, it's a, what you said, too. It's when I'm not... When I'm judging myself, I'm usually standing around not doing anything. Yeah, that's so me too. So if I just commit to actually just doing something physical, even if I walk into a scene and I'm not sure what the physical is that they're doing, I'll just do the exact <laughs> same thing and mirror that partner until yeah. we figure out what it is together. And the mere act of being physical gets me out of my head. Now, when you guys do the show, do you do a lot of group scenes? Is it all three-person Almost scenes? Almost always. Always. Okay. Almost always. It's hard to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I liked about you know working with you guys is there's all this, like, positive, supportive um, energy. Like, you guys are all just mirroring each other right from the Mm -hmm. get-go. Is that a conscious thing? It's just on the same page. I think we just, like, we yes and, and if the first, you know, we go after it. So all of us are heading towards that same sort of thing together. And there doesn't seem like there's much thinking going on up there. I don't have time. (laughs) It's it's a little more... I mean, we're thinking. We're still heightening and forwarding action, but... We're definitely enjoying where we are instead of like, strate- you know, strategically planning what could happen next. That's called sketch. Right. I think what Rachel said about having an epiphany, I, I guess I wish earlier on when I was improvising that I realized that there's no right way to do this. And once you realize that you, there is no right way, I can't make a mistake, so why not just have fun? I, I think I worried a lot early on about making a mistake or doing it wrong and that's what put me in my head but, but there's, no I, wrong. there's no wrong so it's just I feel joyful sense of play with these two ladies why is it that students get in their head especially early on that there is a, a right way to do it and because we've turned this joyful sense of play into rocket science you know what I mean mm-hmm. so everybody goes well there must be a right way to do it and some people do have a formula and it works for them but I'd rather just hang out in a world with my friends and see what happens, mm-hmm. you know, because I can't read her mind and I can't read your mind and they can't read mine. So I can't get frustrated with you that you can't read my mind. And if I want to be such a control freak, I'll go home and write my sketch. You know what I mean? So I just like seeing what happens. So that's exciting. We just get to go on a journey. I think kids want to run before they can walk. Like they don't get that yes and works and that mirroring mm-hmm. works and they want to go right for the advanced moves and they fail and then they get all in their heads. Why isn't this working? And, you know, like I said earlier, like, we, we know why and how to break the rules, you know, and that leaves us f- fearless. I, I get think. mad about rules, too, though, because I, I love I the Second City. Rules, no, like, but there's the no Second rules, City of Almanac no of Improvisation, ever. a book that I really like, mm-hmm. has lists and lists of fucking rules. So if I were a student, I'd go home and study the fucking rules. Right. And I wouldn't want to break them because I don't want somebody to tell me you can't talk about politics, you can't do this, you can't. Like, Don't ask questions. Blah, blah, blah. I've seen entire scenes based on questions. Mm-hmm. What do you and think? Of, what do you think about this? Because we got to wrap it up here. The I'm studying it six different places and trying to learn six different methods. And I just I'd love to get each you a quick quick answer on that. Studying way too, too, 
doing way too much stuff at one time. Susan? When it becomes just another class, just another rehearsal, and just another show, and it's not important to you, you're not tasting your food. You know, I... I I believe you should study everywhere. I, and At the same time? No, no, no. Because okay. otherwise, otherwise, if you don't study everywhere, you don't become the, the, the improviser well, you want to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. And this is Mecca. We're in Mecca. So it, it's... But I think it depends on what a person's able to handle. This is the thing. If they did it one at a time, these schools of thought aren't leaving. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's not like if we don't do it, someone's going to die. Kate? <laughs> I, I, I think it was... Dan Bacchanal said it, and he said it after he left I.O. and moved on to great things. He was just said, love your herald. And what he meant, what I think was, we're always rushing to get to the next thing, and I think we approach our training like that. Like, what's next? I've got to get on SNL and do the next thing and do the next thing and hit it big. Where I think just loving what you're doing and where you're at in the moment yep. is the best place to be. Rachel? For sure. There is this rush, like, I completed the training center, so I must be done. And you remember back in the day, like, we used to take stay with Dell, like, six yep. times. Yeah, right? you stayed with Dell because there's no other teacher. You yep. stayed right. with Dell. And um, you could not work. Remember, she said you always had to take classes. And I do think that in order to be a well-rounded <laughs> improviser, you do need to take classes at all the big schools to develop your own persona. I do think it is important. Great. I want to thank you guys, Susan Messing, Rachel Mason, Kate Duffy, the Playboys, uh, for being my guest. I want to thank you guys, the audience. Uh, this is our second week at Second City. Uh, we're going to take a couple weeks off, and then we will be back uh, in, when is it, in January? January 7th. January 7th, and we, are, we have uh, some great guests, so look, at, look in the program. Uh, also, if you uh, want to know more about uh, Improv Nerd or the Artist Low Comedy, go to uh, jimmycarain.com, and please, please like Improv Nerd on Facebook. Uh, I want to thank Lauren and Jerry and Carrie and Ben and Harrison. What a great staff. And Jay and, and uh, Ra- everybody here at Second City. Uh, what a great day. And let's give the Playboys another hand. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Another improv nerd. And uh, I got to say, that was a lot of fun. I don't know if you, you picked this up. You might not have in the, in the podcast, but our intern, Harrison George, as he was uh, moving the stage, spilled a whole pitcher of water. And it was so much fun to end the interview as we all sat in a puddle of, of water at the end of the show. So I just I wanted to give you that visual before we left. If you want to catch the Playboys, uh, they play at Second City uh, once a month. And so I would just go to their website, secondcity.com, and certainly check out Susan Messing on uh, th- uh, Thursday nights at 1030 for Messing with a Friend. I want to thank my producer, as always, Ben Cabrero, the good people here at the Second City. Uh, and if you want to know more about Improv Nerd or classes I teach the artist low comedy, go to Jimmy Correa. And of course, like us on Facebook. All you have to do is go to Improv Nerd. Until next time, remember walk, don't run. Let's say uh, Seinfeld was on an island and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would would that be like? (laughs) It might go something like this Whoa, Mr. Karloff! I loved you and Frankenstein, and I love giving you a blowjob. Why, Mr. Seinfeld, I'd love having you fuck 